0: Man, that was a long week. It's not like there's any college football games played last week. Were there? Were there? We'll talk about the most important game of the week, baby Bruins and Cougars on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Locked On UCLA Podcast. I'm your host, Zach anderson Yoxheimer. Thanks for making The Shield your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcast and it's available on YouTube. So like, comment, and subscribe. Comment, like, review, do whatever. Thanks for your support. And if you're in everyday or you would have just slowly survived the bye week for UCLA football as we grind in towards what's going to be a very busy rest of the season for UCLA, the 3-1 Bruins. Now of eight consecutive Saturdays with games, so we'll have some fun stuff to talk about for the rest of the 23 season. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So where we start today in what is now week six of the college football season where UCLA has one of their most intriguing matchups, arguably their best home game on the schedule. You can debate between the hype of the Washington State game versus Colorado, but in terms of quality opponent, I think Washington State is the best team UCLA will face at home this year. The hype machine will point you towards Colorado like everybody has been at the end of October right before Halloween. UCLA taking on a top 15, top 16 Washington State team that was idle just like the Bruins of the week previous. So it's not like UCLA has gained any extra rest uh, against the Cougars. Both teams are well-rested, coming off extremely big-time football games. The Bruins coming on the wrong end of a decision in Salt Lake City, where Washington State beat Oregon State, who then on the flip side in a short week turned around and dominated Utah 21-7 in Reser Stadium. I'm not sure what that makes us feel as Bruins fans. Didn't make me too... Feel too good, right? Considering that's almost the same team, no Cam Rising playing, and Oregon State was able to get things done, especially offensively, where UCLA could not do things offensively against Utah's defense, and we wonder how the two weeks has progressed. Remember, the last time these two teams played, UCLA-Washington State, 2019, arguably one of the best football, especially college football games, ever played. 67-63, UCLA taking down Washington state where the Bruins came back another 30 plus point comeback within a a couple years span, just within recent memory, the Bruins had beaten Texas A&M and they came back to beat Washington state. There have been no matchups between these teams since then. And we're looking forward to a fun game. Washington state, regardless of who's coach, regardless of who's at quarterback seems to have a good offense Clicking on all cylinders in Cam Ward who took it to the Oregon state defense at home a few weeks ago. And now he comes in as one of the red hot quarterbacks leading the fourth best offense of the pac 12. What did I say? The fourth best op- fourth best ops offense words, goodness gracious in the pac 12, which is arguably also funny enough, the fifth best offense in the country, but Washington state comes in bringing a unique challenge deceptive defensively they're really good offensively which means UCLA is going to be tested in every way and from what I've looked like though and looked at UCLA is actually somewhat of a betting favorite coming into this game at home versus Wazoo the Bruins haven't fared all too well coming out of buys under Chip Kelly and you wonder with Jake Dickert Trying to battle in the nobody wants us or nobody watches us bowl. Whatever you heard Lee Corso say in College Game Day, I believe he said nobody wants us bowl. The energy for Washington State is trying to flow through the roof as they're trying to prove themselves to be a power conference team to any conference out. Grab them potentially the Big Twelve as they remember as they remain a member of the Pac two or the two pack or whatever that we're going to call it right now, which is Oregon State and Washington State. Two big football games coming up for UCLA because you get Washington State right here. And then you follow that up with a road game prime time on national television at Oregon State the following week. So these are two humongous weeks for UCLA season 23. Are they a good team? Are they a decent team? If they win, they can prove themselves and solidify the record to make sure they still have a chance to even compete for a berth in the Pac-12 title game. Again, Utah suffered a couple of losses in the previous season and ended up winning the Pac-12 championship anyway with end-of-season chaos, which we could easily see this year in the Pac-12. I talked about about that in the most recent episode of Locked On UCLA. For Wazoo, they win this game, and they can go on a glory run. They have some of the easier scheduling coming up in their Pac-12 schedule, as opposed to the rest of the Pac-12 conference, where you still got some of the top dogs who have to play each other again and again. Washington State largely avoids playing a lot of these teams consistently in back-to-back weeks as opposed to like what UCLA has to do, Washington State, Oregon, Utah, three in a row, two of those on the road, where you get to see Oregon play, UDA, Wazoo at Utah, You always, you always all those games that they're going to have to play still despite being one of the top teams in the Pac-12. Currently, we're going to go over these Pac-12 standings. You've got, unfortunately, that team, that, that other team across town that's 3-0, in Pac-12 play. Oregon 2-0, Washington 2-0. Those are your three top teams in Pac-12 play. The Cougars are the fourth remaining team unbeaten in the Pac-12 at one and 0 with their bye being last week like UCLA. Then you've got the weird middle of the pack, right? You have Oregon State 1-1, losing to Washington State but then beating Utah. You've got Utah who's all waiting for Cam Rising to come back but couldn't go beat Oregon State on the road. Arizona struggled, but, I mean, they didn't struggle, but they battled, if you will, with Arizona. Cal 1-1, one and, one, and then UCLA is at the bottom group of four with four win this team's currently due to their bye and playing on the road at Utah. So a couple of wins vaults you to the upper echelon of this Pac-12 standings in its final year of this iteration before you move to the Big Ten and can prove to all of us, hey, you can beat tough teams at home, beat them on the road, and then UCLA can get through a, an easier portion of the schedule, if you will. It'll still be tough football games, nonetheless, but you'll get through the ranked portion before picking it up and having to play even tougher games, ending the road scheduling at USC in the 2023 season. But for now, this is where UCLA gets tested defensively, most importantly, against Cam Ward, and an offense that's somewhat learning around the football, around him with a first-year offensive coordinator and a defensive-minded somewhat head coach who is ready to make life terrible for the freshman Dante Moore in a battle back and forth between these two teams. What is the biggest test? What does UCLA have to stop? I'll tell you more coming up next on Locked On UCLA. Now it's time for your Game Changer of the Week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Allie Cook of UCLA Women's Soccer, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Allie Cook was absolutely fantastic. I'll talk more about UCLA women's soccer later in the pod. Cook scoring two goals and a couple of brewing victories on the road in tough places to play. And she continues to score goals up to six this season. Or UCLA looking for their game changer. There's none other than Alley Cook, which is why if you're looking for someone to change the game, like alcohol athletic brewing company has completely changed the non alcoholic beer game. Their brews are great tasting and award winning and beat out full strength beers in global competitions. They're fit for all time. So you can drink them anytime, anywhere and make any activity even more enjoyable. Whether you're watching the game, working out, tackling work, no hangovers ever. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use the code On to get 15% off your first order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N On at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Cruising on into the second segment for Locked On UCLA. Zach with you guys chatting about, hey, UCLA football, this is their biggest test so far this season. Can they handle the relentless attack that off, that Washington State's going to bring? They have a first-year coordinator coming over from Western Kentucky, and at Western Kentucky as a co-offensive coordinator. He was able to, as I forget his name off the top of my head, he, he was able to, most importantly, Ben Arbuckle, help lead the Hilltoppers, in a win over South Alabama in their bowl game 44-23. Now, if you remember last year in 22, the Bruins, while well, they put up points, still struggled to beat South Alabama. So for his Hilltoppers to do so much good thing, so many good things against sub- South Alabama when he was a part of Western Kentucky as a co offensive coordinator. Got hired in early January. It's help is helping to lead Cam Ward into what you might think is a season where he's taken off. Well, Chip Kelly when asking pre-practice interviews will say, I don't think he's taken off. I thought he was already a good quarterback. And in order for his defense to have a quote-unquote good day, don't allow them to complete a pass. Some of those are facetious comments. Another one of those being, hey, I thought he was already good. And now what we can see from one year to the next for Cam Ward, he has completely taken that next step in growing and maturing his game. The, The junior transfer from UIW, Incarnate Word, coming from West Columbia, Texas where last year he put up some pretty decent numbers for a scrappy Washington State team. I think UCLA would have had a a tough time beating the Cougars, whether it had been at home or on the road in 22. Even with the team last year that the Bruins had, Washington State could have given the Bruins a run for money if not beaten UCLA, because Cam Ward in 22, 3,200 yards, 23 touchdowns, nine picks, and rushed for about 58 yards in five touchdowns. The new Cam Ward, maybe not the new, but the, Even better Cam Ward, UCLA will be facing, is one that's completely on pace to pass all the numbers he had in 22. Almost 1,400 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he's passing for nearly 350 yards per game. Which would probably be a good number if you were in any conference other than the Pac-12 where you face a reigning Heisman Trophy winner across town. You've got Bo Nix, who's got his name in that mix. You've got the likes of Michael Penix Jr. as well. You've got a long list of quarterbacks that are pretty good in the Pac-12 war. It just seems to be forgotten unless you truly follow West Coast Washington State Pac-12 football. And though UCLA's defense is facing not just the fourth best offense in the Pac-12, again, the fifth best total offense in in the country. They've got 23 offensive touchdowns. That's near top of the country. Average over 500 yards of offense, where this team is just really, really, really good and really sound offensively. Against Wisconsin, they put up 31 points in their worst performance. They still put up 38 points against what was supposed to be a pretty solid Oregon State defense It was up three scores at one point against Oregon State in that game. So it, co- it comes to be interesting Cam Ward has a dual-thread ability that UCLA probably has not faced as opposed to any quarterback they've played so far this season. You can go to Grayson McCall, who has that ability, didn't do anything about it in week one. It was more of a passing scheme handed off, depending on the new scheme that he was under under his first-year head coach. While Ward, under his first-year offensive coordinator, has taken that next step. And there's a couple of receivers the Bruins need to keep their eyes on in, in this game coming up for Ward, he's got four specific targets that he goes to over and over. The running game isn't too dynamic, other than when Ward decides to tuck it and run. I know Nakia Watson can run it. He only averages 32 rushing yards per game. It's the receivers, like Victor Lincoln, Josh Kelly, Carlos Hernandez, Kyle Williams, who are all good for one reason or another. You got Lincoln Victor, who... I'm, I might have said Victor Lincoln, but Lincoln Victor, who's got the leader in receptions and in yards with three touchdowns, a 50 yard catch averages, about 85 yards a game. Josh Kelly, who's got the lead team lead in touchdowns, receiving touchdowns for the Cougars. Carlos Hernandez, who hasn't, doesn't have the longest average, but he is a possession receiver when he gets the ball 18 catches. And then you've got Kyle Williams. who has got 16 receptions, four touchdowns and a long of 63 a big play threat based off his limited time this year. And then they can kind of deviate from there going to different receivers, different players to catch the ball out of the backfield. Washington state is not going to run it necessarily down UCLA's throats, at least from what they've done so far. I know they've blown out some teams. They love to move it and the ball will be in Cam Ward's hands. And it'll be a big test Four separate guys. The Bruins in the secondary maybe helped out by a linebacker or two are going to be tested this game. If the UCLA Front seven, specifically the D-line, can't get to Ward in this game or bring him down with him being so elusive. UCLA will significantly struggle to beat Wazoo at home. Even though it's a noon kickoff, I'd love to see a packed-out Rose Bowl. We just, if we're real about it, might not be the most intimidating environment that it should be for a very good football team coming to the Rose Bowl this week. I would love for the Bruins fans to surprise me this week, but come on. It's on the Pac-12 network at noon That's more reason just to go to the game and go watch a very good football team between a couple of teams that have not played in the Rose Bowl since 2015 when that was also a thriller at the last moment. That game started at like 8 o'clock at night. I remember that back in November in 2015 with the Josh Rosen-led Bruins where they gave a late touchdown. UCLA has not beaten Washington State at home since 2011. It's been nearly 12 years since they've done that, and this is their last opportunity to do so until future schedules, whenever that comes out, if they play, if they're in the same conference, if they're not, this is last chance for the Bruins to beat the Cougars at home in the Rose Bowl. What's the most important couple of keys I'll give you guys earlier in this week? Well, one, Ward has yet to throw an interception, and while he has been sacked or at least the Cougars have allowed eight sacks this season. This game reminds me, not eerily, but somewhat similar to the Washington game last year. Washington came in, they're lighting the world on fire, playing their lights out offensively. Pennix Jr. throwing 7 million yards a game, like he is this year in 23, but he had yet to be sacked, and he had yet to have a multi-interception game in his early Washington career. Well, what happened for the Bruins that game? The D line was able to bully the Washington offensive line. Two sacks doesn't seem like a lot considering the Bruins gave up seven and had four last week or the previous game against Utah. But the two sacks against Penix Jr. last year proved the D line is for real against a pretty solid Washington front. And they intercepted who was then the early season leading Heisman contender, Michael Penix Jr. The Bruins have shown the ability to pressure Grayson McCall this season, fluster Nate Johnson and just do what they needed to do against NC Central and put away a rush-heavy attack for San Diego State. Can Jalen Davies, or whoever is going to make a play in this game in the secondary for UCLA, get their hands on a ball? That game against Utah was the only game this season the Bruins have not had an interception. They forced a turnover every game. It was the kane Madrano coming out game defensively. The, hey, look at me, I'm cool party, because he was absolutely dominant against the Utes. But UCLA needs to force Cam Ward into an interception. Can they do that? They did it last year against the other Washington school. Will that happen this year? It will be buoyed by a good offensive line. Gary Smith, you need the Murphys. You need Leatu Latu, n- not to leave him last. You need somebody to put pressure on him. And maybe Medrano comes in and makes a couple of plays. Mouassau needs to be fantastic defensively. Not that they have not been. They played fantastic, in my mind, against Utah outside of maybe just one minor drive. Still, this is their biggest test. This is where they can prove themselves as a unit and to the rest of the fan base with a dominant performance. Maybe they don't even need to be dominant. I don't even think they do. A good performance where they don't let Cam Ward run down the field and dink and dunk or throw big passes or run around the edge and make the D-line look foolish as he weaves with athleticism, waiting for his receivers to get open, this is the opportunity for the defense to say, we're going to dominate for the rest of the way. Because there's not going to be an offense for UCLA, maybe this dynamic, until Colorado comes in. And Colorado can't protect Sanders that well this early in the season. Their offensive line is not good enough at this moment to face off against the UCLA D-line, which is what makes Washington State. They've given up eight sacks. They're a little susceptible, not otherworldly. I know they've blown out a couple of opponents, and been, it's been some big games, but their lowest total in scoring points this year for the Cougars. They gave up four sacks to Wisconsin, nine tackles for loss when they beat the Badgers 31-22 when Wisconsin was ranked and that was the big home-defining win so far in 23 for Wazoo other than the Oregon State game. When Wisconsin started getting some pressure, taking down Ward, they crept back in that game that Washington State had a big lead in only for the Cougars to hold on to the end of that one and win by nine points. If the Bruins can get that pressure, fluster this Cougar offense, then they'll have some success. It's up to the D-line this game to make some plays, and that somebody's got to get their hands on a football and force a turnover preferably an interception that can shake not shatter but shake the confidence the confidence so far of Cam Ward in this season because he is clicking at all cylinders multiple receivers the run game won't be a focus it's the agility and the ability the athleticism get some get the 3A's in there triple A right there for hey This is what Ward brings. He can get around. He can move over in the pocket. He can throw the football. Can the Bruins make sure that does not happen to them in this week six matchup against the Washington State Cougars? Those are something to look forward. The biggest test so far this season for the UCLA defense and will be until they face USC at the end of the season. If you pass this test, there's no need to be afraid of DJ, even though the Beavers are good. There's no afraid to be afraid of him the next week. I know Sanders is really good, but can they protect him? You, you should not be afraid of anybody in front of you if you're the defense, if they can put in a very good performance against the Beavers. But they've got to do it this week. If not, there's nothing wrong with that, but we just can't sit here and call them a good defense if they get torn to shreds like everybody else has so far by Cam Ward and his superb offense, fifth in the country in total offense. Yada, yada, yada. We'll talk more Dante Moore and how can they protect more. In the next episode of Locked On UCLA. To wrap up this episode, we're going to talk UCLA women's soccer because they just went to the state of Washington, took on the Huskies and the Cougars. The RPI rankings just got released for women's soccer. What does that mean for Marguerite Eozasa's club? Well, let's talk about that in just a moment on Locked On UCLA. Snap into the NFL action this season with FanDuel. America's number one sports book right now. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action because you can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The app is super easy to use. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the nfl cruising on into the final segment of locked on ucla today and let's talk about some ucla women's soccer because the bruins they sit here nine and one their only loss has been to a top 10 team on the road the reigning national champs are looking to go back to back and get to another college cup and bring home a championship for second year head coach marguerite i believe they had eight starters returned from a year ago they have a lot of key returning pieces which means they want to defend that crown and go back to back. This is a team that went to the state of Washington, took on the Huskies, took on Washington State in their second and third Pac-12 matches of the season. All three have been on the road. They have yet to go play at home this season in conference play. They were playing Washington, who I thought, and coming in, you look at the numbers, would be an easier matchup than, say, Washington State was because the Bruins hadn't won in Pullman in quite some time, Washington State was on the fringe of the top 25. They're currently 22-23 heading to that matchup. And yet, it was the Thursday night, September 28th match for the Bruins against the Huskies where UCLA, up 2-0, gave up two goals, only for them to score the winner by Jaden Perry, a PK goal in the 60th minute. A game that featured three penalty kick goals, two scored by Washington, and the winning goal scored by Jaden Perry, her first, and a lot of action, five goals in the first little under 60 minutes, and then the rest of the 30 was just holding on for dear life for UCLA, who outshots Washington 11-8, to but it was the Huskies at five to four shots on target. So the Bruins, with four of their shots, three in the back of the net, they made them count needing three saves so far in this one. It wasn't... An outstanding effort. It was their first win this season for the Bruins, where they gave up multiple goals and won. The other time they gave up multiple goals was a 3-1 loss at BYU. So the Bruins survived playing at Husky Soccer Stadium. And then you've got to go play an even tougher opponent, arguably, when you face Washington State, who came in a lot of hype, a team that the Bruins struggle with on the road. The Cougars, who are now 7-4 and four after their loss to UCLA, 0-3 in Pac-12 play, got a lot of non-conference hype, only maybe coming back down to earth because UCLA, an early 13th-minute goal by Lexi Wright, another finish by Allie Cook, who I said mistakenly had six goals. She had seven, scored her sixth and seventh goals of the season with goals in outstanding performances against Washington and Washington State, seven goals this season for her the Bruins outshot the Cougars 19 to 7, 6 to 2 on target, 5 to 1 in quarter case you can go over a little many stats here and there. Overall, that just means the Bruins have so far swept their early season road trip in Washington, one at Colorado, and they get to come back home against Oregon State, Oregon, Utah in this final Pac-12 season before the schedule gets tough. I know they get some of these teams and then you get Arizona But the three teams UCLA is competing with in the Pac-12 standings, you've got Stanford, who's 10-0-1, has yet to take a loss on the field. They've got nine points. They're 3-0 Pac-12 play. USC, while them being 7-2, they are 3-0 in Pac-12 play. They've also got nine points. Cal, yet to be defeated in Pac-12 play. They're 5-3-3, but 2-0-1 in conference. They've got seven points. They're just on the edge of competing with... The UC, UCLA's, the SC's, and the Stanford's of the world. The Bruins, currently based off the standings and the schedule, will have to face the three toughest teams in Pac-12 play in succession to end the season, albeit at home. Cal in October 26, Stanford October 29, and then early November, the Bruins get a Friday night showdown against USC. All in a row, with the big games being circled around Stanford and USC, that can make significant waves for where UCLA is seated in the NCAA tournament, where they finish in the RPI, and overall their confidence heading into the NCAA tournament. I know it's a little different. The Bruins didn't win that last game last year and ended up going all the way to win the championship in the most exciting, thrilling fashion you could. It is unique to see, all right, the way the schedule breaks, currently the top three teams you want to face – are all at the back end of the schedule so you can build and get better and prepare and have your most finely tuned unit together against the Golden Bears, against the Cardinal, and against those bitterly hated USC Trojans, what will be an absolutely dynamic atmosphere at Wallace Annenberg on Friday night, November 3rd, right before basketball season starts. That's a 7 p.m. kick against the Trojans. So UCLA, you take a look at the initial RPI rankings – the Bruins again top 5 in the RPI, close to it. The NCA just released it through October 1st. Their only losses to a top 10 team in the RPI, Stanford right ahead of them in the RPI at number 4, I believe, or just a slot ahead of them. So UCLA has a chance to be one of those top seeds, make sure you host some of those early round games, which doesn't always make the difference into winning a title, but the easier the bracket the earlier you avoid a tougher team in a Sweet 16, like maybe you get stuck facing a BYU on the road as opposed to playing them at home or completely avoiding them altogether. The more you do, the better you do, the easier the schedule gets in the NCAA tournament, allowing the Bruins to go in another run to the College Cup. That's where the Pac-12 schedule gets tougher. They survived the Washington Tests. Cook was a big player. And overall, the Bruins saw Perry get a game winner. Lexi Wright scored her second goal. And another dynamite performance overall by this UCLA team shutting out the Cougars and winning a couple of early Pac-12 games. A few of them, three in a row, all on the road, which is important. Because you're not going to be playing any significant national semifinal, national championship, at least in UCLA's case, at home. So here we are, the Bruins 3-0, nine points in conference play. And they're building, hopefully, for what can be a run to the College Cup once again. That's going to do it for us here on Locked On UCLA today. I'm Zach Anderson, your oxheimer saying so long. We're going to talk the Dante Moore question, not the question necessarily, but hey, we're going to talk about how can he improve from week four into week six? How can the offensive line play a role in that? And what do the Bruins need to do against a Washington State defense that isn't as heralded as their offense, but will still play a significant role into how UCLA looks for the rest of the season? Namely, can the Bruins protect more and can they run the football? All that in the next Locked On UCLA episode. Hands up. Eight clap time, Bruins fans. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You see UCLA fight, fight, fights. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.